Good morning. <laughs> Everybody doing good? Y'all staying dry? Man, testimonies, it's, it's always a good thing, man. It's always a place you can find encouragement, especially when you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling stressed out. I think sometimes we struggle with that. Sometimes we allow our feelings. We're a little embarrassed to share. I don't know if it's because we don't want people knowing our problems, our issues, or, or what it is, but I, I pray you would find some encouragement in some of the things that were shared this morning because you never know, man. The thing that you have to say might be something that help save somebody else. It might have been the blessing that they needed to hear for themselves. So, man, God is always moving and never be scared to, to share what that looks like for you and your family. And today, you know, we're going to be talking about what's your story because we all got a story. And sometimes we hear people's stories and we're like, man, I ain't got a story like that, so mine isn't worth sharing. But everybody's story is worth sharing. Everybody's. It's like I said, you never know who need to hear what you're going through and how God came up and, and showed out. And you see today, I'm repping for my wife because she's not here today. So I got to make sure that she knows I love her and that uh, I'm thinking of her. All right. She's part of my story. And today, we're going to read about a different story out of Luke chapter 5. And we're going to read about Jesus. And he comes with this man that had leprosy. And there's a lot within that story that I want us to get into. But before then, you know, I want to pray. I want to go to God. I want to make sure that we are in a position to receive. And that's something I'll elaborate a little bit more today on. But uh, let's pray. Father, I just thank you that there's always a story to tell. Sometimes, Lord, we look at our stories and we can find shame, we can find guilt. We could find embarrassment, but I pray more than anything that we begin to discover your love, your grace, your mercy, your hand upon our life in the midst of those stories. Even when we are the cause of some of our own trials, Father, may we see that you're using it for a victory. And so, Lord, I just pray this morning that through your word, you would speak to us and give us a word, each one of us. I think about what my brother Cody always says all the time. He says, man, you can't have a testimony without a test. And so help us just receive whatever that looks like for us this morning and, and just walk with you through this. And so, Father, we just thank you and we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 5, and we're going to be reading verses 12 through 16. Of course, we'll have it on the screen, and I just want us to jump right into it. So starting at verse 12, this is what it says. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with advanced case of leprosy. And when the man saw Jesus, he bowed his face to the ground and begged to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. And Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required of the laws of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster. And the vast crowds came to hear and preach and to be healed of their diseases. 
but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. It's only four verses, but it's a whole paragraph of stuff that's going on. And as I, I first read that and I think about my own life and I think about many of the things that I have conversations with a lot of y'all, I think we all have problems where times we're looking for solutions and we can't find them. We've talked to a bunch of people and we still have the same problems. We've tried all the home remedies. We've got the egg. We thought we had ojo. We rubbed it on ourselves. Still had the same problem, right? You go to the doctors and they said, hey, if you do this, you take this medication, you do these exercises, you'll get rid of what's going on. Still have the same problems. You start Googling, Lord, let me see what this does. You try all these different solutions, but it doesn't get rid of your problem. Have you ever been in that place? Maybe you feel like you're in that place today, that you have an advanced case of something that you can't get rid of. We read that this man had an advanced case of leprosy, and I don't know how much you know about leprosy. You're going to learn a lot today, okay, because there's a lot in it. Uh, but really, leprosy all starts as a disease that comes when a person comes in contact with bacteria. So it's like the person touched something and attached themselves to them, and then it begins to grow. And what happens over time is something that is subtle can become something that is fatal. It can grow out of control. And in these times, back in the day, they didn't have all the medicine that we had nowadays, right? So this was a thing that was uncurable. So once you had this, people were like, oh, don't go around that person. Did you hear they got leprosy? We think COVID is bad. Man, leprosy was the thing back then, okay? If you had leprosy, you would typically find out who was really for you and who wasn't. And there was also laws about this. You know, God gave laws to Moses. They call this the Mosaic laws, the instructions that God gave to Moses to give to the Israelites, to the people. And one of the laws was if you had leprosy, you couldn't come to the temple, you couldn't go to work, you couldn't be around people. The only person you could go see was the priest and that he would have to examine you. He would have to make sure that you're clean before you could return to any of those things. And the priest had a duty to give certain instructions to help you find healing and to be cured. But there was never no guarantee. It's like, man, you had leprosy. It was like, man, tough for you. So to have it was, it was a tough thing. One of the other laws in the laws of Moses was because you had this disease, because you had this sickness, that if you touch something, they became unclean because you're unclean. And so because of that, that was part of the reason that the priest would make sure that you're not going around and touching anything or touching people because they didn't want things that would be pure and holy for God to become unclean. And I don't know how it was growing up for you, but I know kids can be some of the meanest people. That's why we got them all out here, okay? <laughs> I did that for y'all's safety, okay? Nah. But growing up, you ever remember about cooties? Kids would be like, man, you know they got cooties. And then everybody would be running away, oh, my God, they got the cooties. And Kids are mean. But that's what that was like having leprosy. It's like, man, you have leprosy? I don't even want to be in the same room with that person. So people will go out of their way to avoid you, to not be around you. So this man had something that people will move out of their way to not be around. And I say this, church, because sometimes we have advanced cases of things that keeps other people away. That people are like, oh, they got what? 
I ain't going to be around them. I don't want to catch that. I don't want to have those same problems. And before you know it, those people that were your day ones, that were there from the beginning, they become day twos. You don't see them no more. They ain't calling. They ain't texting. They ain't coming around. They're not bringing you menudo. They're not bringing you some, some, something to help you heal. You start quickly saying, man, what, what happened to these people that said they loved me, they cared about me? We all find ourselves with an advanced case of something. Not only that, but usually when you have something, sometimes you feel like you don't want it to spread to somebody else. So what do you do? You stay away from people. You're like, man, I love my family and them. I don't want them to struggle the same way that I do. So I'm just going to keep my distance. I'm going to stay away. You see, church, we don't have to have leprosy to find ourselves in a place that we can't find a cure for what we have, where we're struggling. You don't have to experience leprosy to experience deterioration of your own self when you're in isolation. But I want us to read something, and I want you to see this today. I want you to take this away. It's the things that we leave untreated are the things that we're going to allow to multiply and grow in our life. What we leave untreated, we allow to multiply and grow. So it's what we don't address, it's what we don't take care of that are going to get out of hand, and before you know it, they're going to be taking care of us. So we have to be careful of the things that we come in contact with, right? I talked about it, man. It, leprosy started when you come in contact with a bacteria. A lot of our own struggles personally start when we come in contact with the wrong things. We allow the wrong things into our life. And at first, we don't think it's a big deal. It's like, what harm is this going to do to me? But I want to tell you about leprosy. You see, leprosy starts off with your skin. It starts off discoloring your skin, changing the color of it. So before you know it, you start having patches. And you think, you know what, that's not a bad thing. You know what, I could deal with a little skin. You know, I've been sunburned before. But the thing is, those patches start messing you up. You start losing feeling in those areas. They start eating away at your skin. And you think, man, that's, that's pretty tough, right? It's the same thing with us. You might have started scrolling on social media at something, looking at something that you weren't supposed to look to. But the more often you see it, what does that social media do? It picks up your habits. And it starts showing you more and more. And before you know it, you won't even realize you're looking at it more and more. You're watching it more and more. It's starting to desensitize you in a way that you didn't even realize. It's the same is true for us. Just like that, when it goes from your skin, it goes to, to making that causes, it starts going to different body parts. But it, there's specific areas that it attacks. It goes after your hands, it goes after your eyes, and it goes after your feet. So you start to have those same problems in those areas. But then not only do you start losing the sensation of telling what is hot and cold, but you start to lose the function of that muscle of those areas. You become weak in it. Before, you know, it used to be able to make a fist, and you can't make a fist. You can't even close your hand. Before, you know, it used to be able to walk anywhere, and now it just hurts to put your shoes on. Before, you know, it will look clear to you. It's hard to see. Church, do you know somebody who's easily to defeat in a fight? Somebody that can't use their hands. You know who's somebody that's easy to keep from the destination? 
Somebody that can't use their feet to get there. Do you know somebody that's easy to end up on the wrong path? It's somebody that can't see the right one. That's what happens when we allow these things to continue to grow in our life. Just like leprosy. It can continue to take over our life in a way that we're aware of. And I said back in the day, it was the priest's job to help you figure out what that looked like for you and to help you find some healing. But there was no guarantee. That's a scary place to find yourself. Nowadays, we don't think about those things because leprosy still is around. You might not believe it, but it is. But there are cures to leprosy. They have medication. They have treatments for it. But the thing is, as we've grown over time, our immune system has grown, right? So a lot of times, we're not worried about getting sick or these things. We're like, man, that's not going to affect me. You know, I take emergency. I eat my vegetables. I, I take fruit. I'm good. I don't be hanging around people that are a bunch of sick, but that's the thing, church. It don't matter how strong your immune system is. It doesn't matter how strong your faith is. We could all find ourselves suffering from something that becomes an advanced case. And I say this because one of the most discouraging and kind of heartbreaking things that I see, and I see it way too often, is I see pastors leading churches that get found embezzling money. They get found having affairs. They get found being abusive. And it's mind-blowing because you'd be like, how in the world can this person, I see them on Sunday, they're doing all these things for the Lord. How can that happen to them? Church, I pray that it would be a wake-up call that it could happen to any of us. That when we start to downplay the seriousness of these things that we come in contact with, that's the moment that they start gaining control over ourselves, that they could take over us. So that's the thing, church. When you have an advanced case of something and you let it go untreated, it's not just going to go away. It's going to grow. It's going to multiply. It's going to get to a point that there are no earthly or human solutions to cure yourself. There's only one. That's the Lord. That's Jesus. So we have a cure to fight everything. But we got to understand that we have to go to the cure. We have to understand that it's up to us to receive the treatment that we need. So as much as you love somebody, you see their situation, you can't make them do anything. As much as you help them, you give them resources, you give them advice, it's up to them. And the same is true for us. It's up to us on what we choose to do. So this man had heard about this, and he reached a stage that he said, you know what, I don't know what else to do. But he heard about Jesus. And I want to read what it said in verse 12. It said, when the man saw Jesus, he bowed his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Man, oftentimes we are always thinking about the things that we need to be praying for. But I pray that we realize something in this scripture here today that is going to unlock that prayer for you. I want you to take this away today. It's our posture is just as important as our request. Our posture, the way we position ourselves, is just as important as the things that we're asking God to move in and to do. You see, at this point, we're barely five chapters into Luke. Luke has many other chapters, and so we're barely at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. At this point, Jesus has already been preaching. 
He's already been healing some people. He already been rejected in his hometown. He's already had some things come against him. He's had the enemy he's had a fight with for 40 days and 40 nights. But somehow this man had heard about this guy. And I don't know if you knew this, but back then things didn't go viral, okay? It was all word of mouth. But this man heard about this Jesus, and he said, you know what? I've tried everything else out. What do I have left to lose? And then he went and did something. I don't know if you caught the first thing that he did. It said that he went and saw him. He went looking for Jesus. Church, that's an important position. It's an important posture for each one of us to discover that each one of us has to seek Jesus if we want to see Jesus move in our life. A lot of times people hear about Jesus and they say, well, that's enough. I know who this Jesus guy is. I'm just going to go ahead and shout a prayer out. But we're rarely, not really seeking him. We're not really trying to discover who he is. We're not really trying to build a relationship with him. We're just in it for ourselves. But this man said, you know what? I need to seek him if I'm going to receive healing. And then when he found Jesus, he did something even more remarkable. He said, you know what, I can't even look at this man. I, I got to get on my knees. I got to bow my head to this man. I got to show him how, that I'm coming with humility because only he can give me what I'd lack, but I can't find in nothing else. So sometimes we go into the room. You ever been into a room and somebody come in there demanding things? And you look at them like, you are not my manager. I don't know what this dude's doing. I ain't finna listen to this person. Sometimes, sometimes we're like that with God. We bust through the doors demanding things. God, if you don't answer this right now, then I'm done with you. God's like, well, where you been at to begin with? Now you done with me? I didn't even know we had began a relationship. It's about our posture. It's about how we come to God. It's going to affect how we're going to receive from him. You know, back in the day, my, my dad used to always say, Boy, if you don't look at me when I'm talking to you. And I used to be like, man, this dude is tripping. Like, he really on a power trip. He want me to look at him while he's talking to me. But as I grown older, I learned something, especially when it came to my relationship with the Lord. See, the thing is, if you're talking to somebody and they're not paying attention, what's going to happen? It's going to go in one ear and out the other. So it would make sense that we want to be in a position to receive that we have his full attention. So we should give him our full attention, right? I talked about it last week. I don't think we have a problem with our eyes. Our problem is the thing we're focusing on. We can see pretty good. We're just focusing on the wrong things. And it's the same thing when it comes to this, when it comes to praying for that cure, for asking Jesus for his help. Because if you're not putting yourself in a position to receive, in a posture to receive, you know what you're doing? You put yourself in a position to be offended. So when it doesn't happen your way, you get mad at God. I knew you weren't going to do this. That's why I don't even mess with you like that. God's like, look at you, throwing a tantrum again. This whole time I'm trying to show you the right way, but you still try to do things your own. Man, church, our posture is so important. It's a game changer for us all. Because I want us to read what happens right after this man did this. He put himself in the right posture, the right position. In verse 13, it said, Jesus reached out and he touched him. He said, I'm willing. Be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. 
I say that because have you put yourself in a position to be touched by Jesus? Have you put yourself in a position to receive from him? God always gives us the freedom to choose. And maybe the reason that we haven't received what we are needing in is because we keep choosing the wrong posture, the wrong position. We keep saying, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I don't really need to go to God with this. I could take care of this on my own. Ah, oh, it ain't that, man, it ain't even that bad. This is just a small thing, man. I, I'm not worried about it. But what happens when somebody brings it up to you and you don't have the right posture, you get offended, right? Hey, man, I really think, you know, you need to watch what you're saying to this person. Hey, you need to do this. You're like, what? You're going to come at me crazy. Like, I ain't trying to listen to you put ourselves in a position to be offended instead of a position to receive. Church, if somebody here in this facility, in this building, ever tells you something, I would advise you to take it as serious. I would advise you to take it as love. And I say that because a lot of people do that to me. They say, Pastor, I, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but uh, you need to have a seat. You're doing too much. And a lot of the times, I'm trying to do too much. I'm like, you know what? I need to receive that. Instead of being offended by it, Pastor, what you, don't pick that up, Pastor. Ain't your back hurt? My back's cool. Then I'll be at home hurting. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I thought I was getting healed. I thought I was doing good. After that youth retreat, boy, I've been struggling all week. Hurting. We gotta watch the position and the postures that we're in. We talked about how. If you had leprosy and you touch something, it will become unclean. I think sometimes we struggle going to God with it because we don't want him to deal with our mess in a way that's going to affect him. But that's the thing, church. God ain't going to be affected by your mess. You're not going to make him unclean. You're not going to make him unholy. What is going to happen is going to hit a brick wall and stop. All those problems and all those issues are going to get thrown out the window and he's going to take care of them. So even though we are fearful sometimes to go and give him these things, man, we have to. If we really want the cure, if we really want freedom, if we really want healing. So if we want to receive healing, man, we got to be in that posture. We got to be willing to be healed. And then I like what happens next in verse 14. I want us to read. This man received healing, and so you would think automatically it's time to go tell everybody, just like we did this morning, right? And then Jesus says, I got something else for you. In verse 14, it says, then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest, let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the laws of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Jesus gave him instructions on what to do next. And the first thing he said is, I don't want you to tell anybody what happened. You might be like, Pastor, I thought we was talking about we need to share our testimonies. We all got a story. Well, you do. It is important. But you know something that's just as important as your words and the things that you share? It's your obedience. It's timing. It's understanding when's the right time to share what God did for you. It's understanding that, okay, maybe God gave me a different assignment right after he just delivered me, right after he cured me, that I need to take care of before I go and tell the world. Because oftentimes we don't know what's going to come along with us spreading these things and speaking these things. You're going to see an attack increase. You're going to see some bitterness and resentment build up because you're going to be overwhelmed for things that you weren't prepared for when you jumped the gun and went and shared 
instead of following the instructions that God told you to do first. It's easy to replace and change words, but your actions display true change. So that's the third thing I want you to receive today is our lives are a testimony of our faith. Our lives. What did he say? He said, look, I want you to, to go to the priest. Let him make sure that you're good. After that, take this offering, go to the temple, sacrifice it. And then he said this, allow that to be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. So he didn't tell him, look, I want you to go now after that, go tell everybody publicly testifying of what I've done for you. He said, no, nah, man, if you do these things, people are going to know something happened to you. People are going to say, wasn't that that person that had that drinking problem? Wasn't that that person that got their kids taken away? Wasn't that that person that was always cussing all the time? Like, what happened to them? I need to go talk to them. And then before you know it, now you have an opportunity to share that testimony. But when we just run and jump the gun, man, we're going to miss our assignments that are right in front of us. And our obedience, timing, man, it's just as important. Because that's the thing. Our faith, right, as much as we talk about it, I believe in the Lord. Man, your actions speak a lot of where your faith is. And if those things ain't matching up, you got a problem. That means we got to address it. We got to fix it. We got to get better from it. There's a verse in James chapter 2 I want us to read. James says this in verse 26. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also is faith dead without good works. He's saying, look, man, it's cool to talk about faith all day long, but your actions better be matching up. If they ain't on the same page, your faith really ain't that strong. Before we share what God has done, man, we, we need to make sure that we're doing what is required of us. Remember that sometimes the God has an assignment that we need to take care of before we do all these things, and that will be a public testimony of our faith. It's like I said, it's because usually we try to jump the gun. We don't realize that sometimes when we're going and sharing things, not everybody wants to hear it. Not everybody wants to hear of how you defeated the alcoholism in your family. Not everybody wants to hear about how your marriage is restored. Not everybody wants to hear about how God is working in your life. And you know why? Because they're struggling in their own. And it's all about timing. So sometimes when you go and share these things before it's time, they're feeling like you're coming over here bragging that you're putting them down. So instead of growing closer to God, they say, man, I don't want nothing to do with them people. See, that's exactly what I knew was going to happen. He's going to go find the Lord and look at him change. Now he's going to come and try to tell me what I need to do with my life. Timing, obedience is so important. We read different translations of this very story. And what you see is some of them say that the man went and told everybody. This one in particular didn't say that. But let's read verse 15 and 16. It said, despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster. And the vast crowds came to him, hear him preach, and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. See, Jesus understood, man, the more that the demand increases, the more that his demand to be with God was going to increase. That's something we have to learn. Because when you go and you share these things, like I said, the attacks are going to rise up. 
all these things that you didn't have to even worry about are going to come in ways that you better be prepared for. And Jesus understood that. He said, man, I, that's why I'm trying to avoid having to deal with all these people. Don't go tell nobody. Everybody found out. And Jesus was like, well, now I got to deal with this. But you know what? I need to understand when it's my time to pull back. I need to understand when it's time to withdraw. That's something that we all need to receive today. Sometimes we need to say, no, I can't do that right now. I'm sorry. Man, I would love to hang out with y'all, but I need to just chill and rest. We need to understand when it's time to withdraw, when it's time to pull back. When it's time to increase our time with our Father, whenever life has increased its difficulties. Man, I told you there's a lot in this story. I just told y'all how the past two weeks was a busy time for me, man. It was one of the most blessed times that I've seen in this church, but, man, it was also a battle physically. And this week, I was like, I got to do this, 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 and this, and this, 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 this. And the Lord said, you ain't going to do none of that, and you ain't going to do none of that. And I said, you so right. I need to pull back. I need to withdraw. I need to spend time with you. I need to say no. I shared about how Jennifer and, and Josie and Shauna, they led the prayer services. Those are prayer services that I was supposed to be doing on top of a bunch of other stuff that was asked of me. But I also knew the busyness of the next two weeks that were unfolding before me. And I said, you know what? I need to step back from that. But I still took on too much. So that's a lesson for all of us, church. It's about timing. It's about obedience. It's about knowing when to withdraw, knowing when to take a step back. So my challenge for all of us this week, last week it was be you. This week is be a testimony. Be a testimony. What did we talk about? The things that we left untreated in our life, they're going to grow. They're going to multiply. We need to address them. We need to point them out. We need to realize, you know what? This is not okay. God's word said this ain't okay. My brothers and sisters in Christ are bringing this to light that it's not okay. I need to receive that. I need to put myself in a posture to receive so I can become better, so I can receive the healing that I need before this goes out of control. Let's be a testimony. Understanding that it's more than just always sharing with your words. It's about how you live in this life. That's the biggest testimony we could do. I got people from school from back in the day. they like, you changed. And I'm like, we ain't even seen each other in years. Like, how you know I changed? You, you just catch me at the store. He's like, nah, bro. I've been watching. You've been changing. And I ain't had no conversations with them. It's our actions, church. Let that speak for you. And so your action of being here today, that's one step of it speaking for you. But it's also what you do when you leave this place. It's what you do in your workplace. It's what you do in your home. It's what you do throughout your days. Be a testimony this week. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Oh, man, I thank you for your correction. I thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. I thank you that no matter how advanced the cases we may feel ourselves being in, they're not something that's beyond your ability to heal, to cure. And so, Father, if we are preventing that happening in our life, would you make us aware of it this morning? Would you help us position ourselves and posture ourselves in a place to receive? Father, because we could talk about these things all day, Lord, but if we're the ones trying to drive the ship, then we are the ones that got it wrong. Because, Father, we are to come under your authority, not saying that we have authority over you. 
And so would you just help us this morning discover what that looks like for each one of us? Would you help us not allow things to go untreated in our life? Would you help us receive healing in areas that we need it? And will we live this thing out, Lord? Would it not just be a Facebook post? Would it not be a cool video that we share? Would it not just be the music that we listen to, Lord? But would it be our daily actions that be a testimony of the cleansing that you provided us? And so, Lord, I just thank you. Because I see your children in the building this morning, Lord. And I know that the place that they are are a place that you have brought them to. But I know the places that are coming ahead are ones that are challenging, Lord. But you are faithful to lead them through it. And so, Father, just help them grab your hand. Help me grab your hand and just guide us, Lord. Help us not be pulling you and dragging you about the path that we want to go, but walking beside you on the path that you have for us. So, Father, we just love you and we thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, we're going to go to a time of worship. We'll have prayer teams up here, but y'all already know, man. Worship in the way that you feel led. Pray in the way that you feel led. And, man, let's just give God all the glory. Amen.